So welcome to this week's um, astrology podcast. You know, I'm thinking I want to change the name. I'm not sure what to, I think, overall the 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 brand or the umbrella that everything will kind of remain under is you know uh my social media accounts you woman you um and my website youwomanyou.com you woman you astrology um but like that name does not mesh well with this at all and I'm okay with that um so I think you know I'll be thinking of something new to kind of name this uh, as I continue to to, um, record it and create this content. Uh, Let me say, this episode is good. (laughs) Mind you, I'm writing the introduction, or not writing, or saying the introduction after I've recorded the content. It's really good, and I'm very proud of myself. And that's hard for me to say because I'm a moon, Virgo moon, and you know, I can, I can be extreme, and I'm an Aries, so I can be extremely critical of everything that I say and do. (laughs) So you know that when I'm saying this shit is good, this shit is good. Um, So I definitely hope it's extremely helpful. It was very exciting and invigorating um, to record this. I originally had wrote notes about all of the transits from June 29th up until the eclipse and even afterwards because we do have another eclipse at the end of the month um, and I ended up talking for so long about the eclipse that I was like yo fuck it this other information is it necessary yes is it needed yes I didn't give it to you in the way or time that I needed to give it to you but that's okay Um, Those are transits that come by every fucking year. Um, So we'll just talk about that next year. It will be something else to talk about. Um, But this eclipse uh, took up, you know, it's very important. And I I think it kind of overshadowed all these other things because of the level of importance that it has when it comes to Leo season and what we're going into. In the last podcast, if you haven't listened, I talked about cancer season and the importance of taking care of you, nurturing yourself, um, being aware of your feelings, uh, getting in touch with the mother or the nurturer within you so that you can give birth to this thing. <laughs> That's the kind of phrase that I that I use again and again, not only in that episode, but in this episode too, because um, I don't know how else to, to say it, if I'm being honest. Um, and so in that that's the theme. This is something that is a continuation. Um, and I think in this podcast, it will put in per or this episode, it will kind of put in perspective why this eclipse is so important. Um, why everything that's happening in the sky is so important for us to understand, for us to see, uh, and more importantly, for us to take action on. What is this information if we're not doing something about it? I think, you know, about an hour ago, I had, you know, my best friend was over and we were talking about astrology and how it's really became this thing where people are kind of just having like personality war, like this really like superficial, stupid personality war. Like you see all these like astrology memes and like all these tweets where like people who know absolutely nothing 
no shade it's it's shade let me stop lying um about astrology or giving this generalized statements about signs and kind of reinforcing this idea that astrology is not real (laughs) which is also stupid but that's another conversation for another day um but all of this exists right now and we see all of this and you know unfortunately humans i am so not upset but like bothered by the fact that i'm using that word because i too am human but like we have this tendency to take every kind of spiritual tool that we're given and commodify it and make it into this really annoying superficial thing and that's what's happening with astrology right now um but also i think things and like when I say things I mean major astrological events like this eclipse um and a couple of other things that will have happening in the next month things that have happened you know in the last couple months whether it's like Uranus and Taurus or um Chiron entering air you know things like that really put in perspective that it's so much bigger than a really annoying personality war about which sign has the biggest dick or which sign is the best to date or like why a certain sign is manipulative right um it's so much more than that um it's a tool that can really help you ground you one in kind of understanding and seeing like oh you know i'm not tripping like this shit is real um but also just having you know uh an understanding of what to expect and how you feel i think even more so uh some of the other forms of divination um like tarot can give you that insight you know it's not just a game it's not just something that's fun to do like we can really use these things to prepare our spiritual not prepare but yes prepare but also to propel and and in a way grow um the spiritual aspect of ourselves right we are spiritual beings living a human experience and i don't mean to kind of rant but i do want you all to take away that that is my purpose of of doing this it's not about oh i'm a pisces though i xyz or oh my god i don't date aquariuses anymore because you know like all that shit is fun like don't get me wrong i love astrology memes and shit like that the shit is so funny but i don't want people to feel like that is where it stops that's just the beginning you know that's the fun part but, you know, to be honest, a lot of us aren't here to have fun. A lot of, of us are here to do some real shit. A lot of us are here to undo whew, family trauma. A lot of us are here to undo wrongs that we've done in past lives. You know what I mean? Like, this, the reason that we're here is not trivial. This is some deep shit. Um, and this is some deep shit that we're experiencing right now. Um, and astrology is a tool to navigate that. And so I feel like this episode really is a testament to that idea um, and is extremely helpful. I definitely encourage you, if you did not listen to the previous episode, to listen to it, um, the Cancer Season 1, because it really kind of sets the precedent um, for how we handle this eclipse going into Leo Season, which is happening in the next couple of weeks. Um, so thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I hope you enjoy this as much as I did recording it again I'm very proud of myself (laughs) and I hope that you are able to take um something away from this or share this with someone who needs it 
Um, anyway, thank you for listening, and here we go. So we're back, and we are talking about this eclipse. I'm sorry if you can hear cicadas in the background. Again, my window is open. Um, So it's taken me (laughs) so long to finish this. Um, Like, literally, we're at, like, maybe day three or four, day four of me recording. Um, I started on the 10th. It's now the Friday the 13th. Fun stuff, right? Um, And, you know, I originally wanted to get it done before the eclipse happened, which, of course, was yesterday. But, ooh, the cicada is doing a lot as I'm trying to talk about something important. Um, But, you know, I wanted it up before the eclipse, you know, so that people can know what to expect, right? Um, But I think there was so much more information that I needed to see and understand to be able to talk about this eclipse in a way that is beneficial to everybody. And so I'm going to talk about it generally, and then I'm going to kind of get into the kind of structure of it and and why these things are happening at least from the astrological standpoint and kind of breaking it down there um but not to (laughs) sound like typical or you know uh of you know quote-unquote spiritual (laughs) people but there we are experiencing a timeline shift right now um in our lives and we're realigning with our paths Um, This is a cycle, again, that's been happening since June of last year, um, when the nodes of fate, uh, well, they entered in May, they first entered um, Leo and Aquarius, of course, the North Node and Leo and the South Node and Aquarius. And then they, I think around the time of the um, either the new moon or full moon that we experienced, um, it was at the end of the month, so it was probably a full moon. Um, so a full moon that we experienced in, with Cancer and Capricorn, um, we were ushered into this point. So this is literally kind of a continuation of last year. And so you may find that you're experiencing a theme in a life that really parallels exactly what was happening one year ago. Maybe the players are different. You know, maybe the per- people are different, but the themes and the archetypes remain the same and honestly I find you know now that I'm able to kind of sit in and experience what's happening with this um, eclipse for myself as I try to interpret it from other people for other people that's exactly what I'm seeing and experience exactly what I'm dealing with right now is the same fight that I was dealing with one year ago right and the eclipse is kind of asking um, not only me but everyone aren't you tired? When is enough enough? Are you tired? Right? It's lots of things that are popping up. And I usually kind of experience, um, you know, things, whether, you know, eclipse symptoms per se, weeks in advance, most transit weeks in advance, I'm already hip to or can intuitively feel what's happening and how it makes me feel right or how I'm going to feel in that moment and then from there it's like a roller coaster right where you're making your way to the top of that hill and when the eclipse comes it just drops 
right? And you're everything to in in some way or another seems like it's kind of spiraling out of control, whether that's internally or in your external environment. And it's just like, what the fuck is happening? Um, and that's kind of been the experience that I've had for a couple of weeks. Um, and again, it's nothing new. It's nothing that I haven't seen before. And I think that's what the really important thing about an eclipse is. Um, because lots of times what we'll find transit after transit we're living through and experiencing these same timelines, these same themes, these same lessons over and over and over again. And when it comes to an eclipse, an eclipse is asking you, aren't you fucking tired? Are you going to get rid of this shit? Are you going to get rid of it? Are you going to get rid of it? Are you? If you don't want to get rid of it, I'm going to make you extremely uncomfortable to the point where you do it or I'm going to take it away from you myself. That is the energy of an eclipse. And that's why it can be so hard and and difficult emotionally because sometimes you will not feel like you're ready to get rid of something or to even experience it, right? And so that's what we're doing. That's what we're experiencing at this time in varying degrees of intensity. Um, At this moment, I can't completely share um, what's been happening to me. I do hope to and would like to do that. I probably do that through my newsletter. Um, if you haven't subscribed to my newsletter, you know, sorry to kind of plug in the middle. Um, you can go to my Twitter, which is you woman, you, um, and you know, I believe my latest newsletter is, um, or the last one that I sent out, I believe like almost a month ago is, um, my pin tweet. Um, and I'll be kind of sending out, you know, a little more information, or kind of the written text of the astrological point of view that I'm trying to provide um, for this eclipse, as well as, you know, in the coming weeks, um, sharing what my experience has been and what I've learned and what I've been able to take from that. And hopefully that inspires you all to share that for you as well. Um, I think it's very comforting and ensuring for people to see this, especially when, you know, for some people, you know, things are being experienced very in very extreme ways, kind of knowing what my friends are going through right now. Um, knowing what I'm going through right now and other people and seeing that from afar or in this shared experience that you're having with other people that are surrounding you, right? Think about that too. That's what's happening. You know, if you're experiencing some of these really extreme turning points in your life and you're experiencing them with other people, lots of times it's the same story and it's the same thing, right? And what astrology really teaches us and shows us is even, you know, through all of the, the kind of divisions and and different ways that we are separated, we really are all the same. We really are all on a hero's journey, per se, right? We're all really experiencing that at one time with different kind of um, details along the way, but the skeleton remains the same. This theory is, um, if you guys are familiar with, um, what's his name? Joseph Campbell and the uh, hero's journey archetype. Uh, one that Carl Jung also talks about. Of course, Jung is a very big fan of astrology as well. This is all the same. It is all the same, right? These are just different ways that we are explaining um, this reality that we're experiencing. But overall, the important thing is to know that we are all connected in this experience that we're having and that you are not alone. This is a time where you definitely can feel very alone. And it's also a time where you really need to reach out to other people as well. I think that's kind of showed in the... um, the way that this eclipse is being shown to us in 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 the stars at least where where it's under a cancer new moon 
right? What does cancer do? And what did I talk about in the cancer season podcast? Go back to it and listen. Um, Because we're talking again about giving birth to that thing. Uh, Leo season is next week, right? And this is that last stretch to get there. This is that last thing that we're kind of overcoming to give birth to that thing. When someone gives birth to a child, their entire life is changing. The trajectory and the mission of what they're doing changes because of this person that they've given birth to, right? That's what happened with your parents. That's what happened with you, you know? Um, In the words of, you know, Drake, (laughs) nothing was the same, right? Everything completely changes. You're now dedicating your life to making sure that this thing or this person is living and breathing is being sustained. And so that doesn't only exist in the idea of a child. Um, When we look at astrology, the same house that rules children, which is the fifth house, Leo, the sun, is also the house of creative expression, the things that you create, the things that you give birth to, right? So whatever this thing is, whatever this next step is that you're kind of creating and fostering is being really ushered in by this new moon, um, this new moon eclipse that we're experiencing in cancer. That's all it is. And when I was talking about at the beginning of the month, how it's extreme or last month, how it's extremely important for us to take care of ourselves right now is so important. Uh, it's even more important. As we're going through all of these shifts and changes and transformation in our life, if you didn't do that work at the beginning of cancer season or you didn't kind of start to take a step back and really worry about you and focus on yourself and take care of you before you can take care of the world, right now is probably really chaotic. Granted, it's going to be chaotic anyway because that's the nature of an eclipse, but it's going to be even more so chaotic because you didn't look after you. And put those precautions in place um, to know how to handle this moment when it was happening, right? But again, going back to that mother archetype, I think in a a couple months ago, maybe in May, I think that's when Venus was in Cancer. It it must have been. Um, I wrote a... In my Venus in Cancer, when I talk about Venus, I don't only talk about relationships, but I also talk about like relationships as in romantic relationships, but it's also the other relationships that you have as well, because Venus is also your faculty to be social, period, right? In all types of interactions that you have with people, it's about interpersonal relationships. And so I talked about the importance of leaning on and turning to friends and having that kind of support system, right? Think about the way that your mother supports and nurtures you emotionally. And in lots of ways, it can be very gentle. And in lots of in other ways, it can be very harsh. When I, <laughs> when I know my own mother, you know, talking to her about these kinds of things that I've been experiencing, experiencing lately, she's just like, bro, what the fuck? Like, take care of yourself. Well, she didn't use those words. <laughs> but she's like, take care of you. What the fuck are you doing? Watch after yourself. Make sure you're good, right? And I'm here for you. You have people. You are not alone right? Even in when we face any type of adversity, we know that our mother of all people will be able to stand by our side, whether we are right or wrong. And that's kind of the energy of this new moon and this eclipse that we have. I'm extremely happy that this eclipse came um, when it did and on the day that it did with the sign, within the sign that it did, right? Because that's what we need right now. Because this change and this transformation that we're facing is extremely intense. 
And it's really scary. It is when we look at the planets that are involved. So yesterday on my IG story, it might still be up. It's probably not by the time that I publish this. Um, I had reposted a picture um, of uh, like a kind of like joke related to, you know, this whole reproductive rights thing that's kind of, you know, resurfaced again with this fucked up ass administration (laughs) that's honestly, ooh, well, that's another, that's going to be another uh, a podcast right there when we talk about Donald Trump and we talk about Gemini, um, if you're hip. (laughs) <laughs> to what I'm trying to say, you already know where I'm going with this. Um, but if you're not, we'll talk about it soon. Um, but uh, talking about that, right? And uh, when I was listening to Ann Ortley uh, weekly astrology report, um, she you if you haven't listened, you really should. It's amazing. She's a fantastic astrologer. Um, she was talking about how the um, what's it called? Uh, 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 gosh, my mind right now. Um, how the, ah, she was talking a bit about the eclipse. Um, I'm so sorry. I'm responding to a text message. So this person does not call me while I'm trying to record. I apologize, honestly. That was so unprofessional. I apologize, (laughs) but thank you. For minding that, minding that pause. Um, but Anne um, Ortley was talking about um, that relationship between that and this upcoming eclipse, right? Um, I talked again on my IG story last night. I talked about how the world stage is a really great reflection of what's happening astrologically when it turn, comes to how it manifests. But these things manifest on a very small level as well. Um, and so in the sky right now, um, opposing this um opposing the new moon in cancer at 20 degrees i believe 20 degrees yeah and the nodes are at nine degrees so it's not that's why it's partial because the the number isn't exact um and we'll talk about in in a second i'll kind of go back to that um but is the in op in opposition to that is pluto and pluto is in capricorn right now so of course you know that makes it opposite and so what is pluto um, in its most positive, Pluto is our internal like faculty or drive um, to transform um, our trauma and repressions and um, you know the not so positive experiences and the dark and kind of deep experiences that we have into something that's healing in order to propel our spiritual growth. That's why it's a generational planet. Um, when you look at the placement that you have of Pluto in your chart, it's what you all as a generation need to do to transcend some sort of collective pain that everyone is facing. I think so far we have generally done a pretty crappy job of doing that. <laughs> right? But it's okay. Um, we don't need to talk too much about that. Um, but right now, you know, Pluto is opposing. In it, that's what Pluto can represent in its best, right? And in its worst, it can be representative of control. It can be uh, reflective of abuse. It can be reflective of um, power dynamics, right? So abuse of power and control over people and manipulation, whether that's internal and psychological or that's external manipulation that people are facing. Um, And so with that opposition, um, what that looks like, again, in the world stage is we're seeing this fight over a woman's right 
to be a mother or not, right, when it comes to abortion, um, and that right being controlled, Pluto, by the government. And again, Capricorn is, you know, ruled by Saturn. So Pluto in this instance is answering to the planet Saturn. Um, And so the themes that we see is government and institutional and structural control and power over mothers, over women, over nurturing, right? So what does that look like on a personal level? Well, if we're looking at our moon, Um, If we're looking at, again, our goal being to give birth to this thing. So whatever this next chapter or this next goal is, right? And that's the Leo thing. Mind you, the the North Node is in Leo. So that's the place we're moving towards. Um, So that, this ability to give birth to this thing is being intercepted um, by this need to control by this sort of control that's being imposed or abuse um, or power dynamic that's being imposed on us from an opposing party. And that can be a mother figure, that can be a father figure, that can be a, um, a boss, it can be a woman, it can be Uh, your family. It can be so many different things, right? I'm slowing down because I'm, I'm kind of thinking about how this is manifesting in so many different ways for so many different people. And it's wild to me, you know, even though <laughs> I've been studying astrology for years, it doesn't stop me from being fascinated by how accurate, scarily accurate astrology can be. Right, So we're at a crossroads. We're at a point where we are struggling to get to this place, right? To give birth to our, this thing, our inner faculty of nurturing the world, of giving birth to something is being controlled, is being um, manipulated or being abused by some external thing. Right. And so what you'll probably find in your life right now is there's a certain someone or a something, whether it is a job, whether it is a person, a relationship, money, whatever it may be, that's kind of getting in the way of that next chapter or that next step that you're trying to take in your life. And so if we look at it astrologically, again, with our sun and moon are in cancer right now and Pluto is in um and I want you to pull up your birth chart so that you can look at this. Because when I said that we're at a crossroads, it literally is shown to us astrologically. When we look at how the aspects map each other out, like literally pull up your birth chart right now or pull up a birth chart right now and look at this. So you have your sun and your moon in Cancer right now and you have your um, have Pluto in Capricorn. Um, And you have the North Node, right, which is the place that you're going towards, that thing that you're working towards, that's that, um, again, the thing that we're giving birth to is in the North Node, right? This is the path. This is the journey that we've been working towards since last year, right? This is a major shift and change within our lives. So that is in Leo. And the South Node we have in Aquarius. As we, as you may or may not know, those two, all of those signs are next to each other, right? We have Cancer than Leo, then we have Capricorn, then Aquarius. So what that looks like on your in the chart or in the sky right now is an X. 
like if you look at what the aspect looks like it's it's an x it is literally a crossroad this part or this this part of you is being intercepted it's in a way being stopped and so what we also can kind of see and this is not you know maybe not felt completely because of uh in in the terms of the de- the degrees um the orb or the the difference between the the degrees of those those planets is too large for it to be um to actually form this aspect but there's a king kunks or in conjunct um aspect in the sky going both ways right so you can see the north node in leo is fighting the fighting pluto in cancer you can see i'm sorry pluto in capricorn you can see that the sun and the moon in cancer are fighting the south node in aquarius right and so that makes room for um a kind of uncomfortable feeling right which is probably part of what you're experiencing or feeling or have been feeling so there's kind of a discomfort and adjustment that's needed in order to resolve this kind of issue or this theme right okay so that's kind of what's happening right now and that's kind of what's felt and and to make matters worse not even to to say worse (laughs) but honestly um yeah I'll just use that word for now uh but to make matters worse we also have Mars is retrograde and it is also out of bounds this is what I kind of forgot to talk about in the first um the first part so on Mar May July 7th um Mars in addition to being retrograde went out of bounds what does that mean? I can't really completely explain what that means. But basically kind of think if you're on, this is actually a perfect example. So if you are at a on a go-kart track, right? You're on a go-kart. No. Yeah. You're on a go-kart track, right? And you're racing, 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 racing. Everyone is going in the same direction. Everyone is going really, really fast. One of the cars goes off the rails full speed, right? Not stopping, crashing into everything, going, 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 right? Not on the track at all. You know, already thinking about driving really fast (laughs) on a track with other cars itself is very dangerous. But then for it to go off the rails, it's even more dangerous, Right. And so I say that this is a perfect example because Mars um, <laughs> is um, ironically uh, related to cars and, and metal and, and iron and mechanics um, and action and moving um, and which makes it, you know, gives that relation. Um, but Mars is a very aggressive planet. It rules anger. It rules fighting. It rules actions, um, um, war, all of those really kind of deep and intense masculine things um, is what. Uh, Mars rules, right? And so when that planet, a planet that is very forward moving, is going backwards, one, right, that's kind of scary <laughs> itself. Think about when you're riding a, a more car references, but like in a in a bumper car, <laughs> 
right? And you're going backwards and you're crashing into people and shit. You're like, oh shit, you know what I mean? And like, you're kind of shocked and jolted by it. It's really fun and exciting, but it's also kind of like fucking crazy too. Cause you know, you never know what happens. Might throw your neck out. Um, but like kind of that energy, right? So this thing that loves to go forward is being forced to move backwards slowly. So it's already mad if we're kind of personifying Mars. So he's already mad that he can't move forward. That's all he loves to do. Remember, this is the planet that rules Aries. We know how Aries feel about slowness. (laughs) We're very impatient, right? So we're moving it backwards and we're moving it slow. And then on top of that, it's out of bounds. It's not even on track, right? So Mars is really erratic and kind of out of control right now which is why you may have a lot of really extreme um, run-ins or interactions with people, things that might feed that South Node. So one really interesting thing that I learned, um, that South Node in Aquarius, because the, the Mars is in Aquarius right now, um, one really thing that I, interesting thing that I learned from Anne, again, she's such an amazing astrologer. Um, lots of time when we talk about the North Node and the South Node or lots of things that you'll read online will tell you that, you know, you need to move away um, from the South Node. Like, this is something that you're familiar with. This is a comfort zone. You don't need to do that anymore, right? Like, you need to move towards your North Node. At least when I'm reading it, that's the kind of perspective that I take. And what Anne describes, and this is all within the last couple of weeks that she's talked about this so if you just go like maybe two three weeks back and her podcast is only 30 minutes um you'll probably hear her talk about this um and so um yeah uh when you when she's you know when you talk about when when it's talked about you know it's kind of made it seem like oh stay away from that don't do that do this right and so what Anne says is that it's important to feed the south node to get to the north node, right? So that part of yourself needs to be fulfilled, that part of yourself needs to be activated in order to move towards the opposite. And so when you think about that, that makes sense. When I talk about opposites in astrology, I not only talk about the fact, you know, lots of times we think about how the opposites butt heads, um, how there's like a push and pull. But uh, what we also need to understand is that these kind of sister signs, as they're called, um, think about sisters, right? You know, you may butt heads or have a kind of annoying relationship with your sister, but that's blood, right? And ultimately everything that you're doing, um, whether good or bad, is working towards building a relationship that is fulfilling to both of you with your sibling, right? Even siblings, period, right? And so there's, there's, there will be times where you guys butt heads and don't see eye to eye, but in the end, it's all love and it's all for the betterment of each other. Um, and so that's the kind of thing um, when there's opposite planets, right? And so with the nodes always in opposite signs, you really need to feed um, that south node to get to that north node. You need to understand the lessons of this sign and how to utilize them so that you can apply some of them to the opposite one, right? When we think about it this way, Leo is very individualistic and very kind of, you know, well, both signs, sides of the sign both sides leo and aquarius are both individualistic um but the way that it's expressed is in terms of uh, leo is it's me 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 i'm the king i'm in charge i know what's up 
listen to me. It's all about me. Look at me. Me, 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 right? Whereas Aquarius, of course, is more about your relationship to and your individualism and how you're separate within a group of people as opposed to just alone. So how your individualism and how you contribute as an individual to everyone collectively. So what you may see and you may find is that lots of the things that you're having a problem with is this kind of need or this kind of call to be involved in and sucked into groups and other people's activities and kind of struggling to find your place as an individual within that space. Um, And you may be kind of combating lots of um, extreme responses to that, to push you towards you kind of, in a way, finding your own kingdom if we're going to continue to use the kind of like king archetype associated with like Leo or king queen, uh, my bad, um, or just royalty aspect associated with um, Leo, right? You're trying to move towards that. You're trying to get there. But for some reason, you keep being bogged down into this group. And I do apologize if this doesn't resonate with you and I'm just projecting. (laughs) But I I, I feel like there might be some type of connection for everyone here. Um, But you know, So you're dealing with that. You're dealing with um, all these kind of constant actions of people that are pushing you away from this place to another. Um, And more importantly, this is something that you've seen before, right? Because this is a retrograde. So this is the second time that you've experienced this aspect within the last couple of months. First, of course... um, maybe a a few weeks ago, yeah, maybe a few weeks ago, as much as a month ago, this is something that you experienced or saw appear, you know, out, out in the, uh, out in the world, or it's something that's continued to happen, right? And then Mars has went backwards and crossed over this point again, for you to review it and experience it again. Remember, again, the kind of the details around it may kind of differ, but the same themes and archetypes remain always keep that in mind. Um, In some cases, it may be a very exact and specific experience as well. Um, And then your once the planet goes direct again, in August, we're going to pass over this point again, probably sometime in September, and you're going to have to face this shit one more time. Right? So again, this is a, a process with well with anything astrological it's a process and some things don't need immediate action but lots of times we are being called to have that awareness of that thing right away so that we can finally do something about it which is kind of what's happening right now all right um in addition to that you know there's lots of mm, well, in an earlier recorded version of this, I was talking a bit about the, the Grand Water Trine and Grand Earth Trines that are in the air right now. And those are kind of fostering a very um, supportive energy that's saying like, yo, you can do this. It's okay. Like, you know, it's just overall very gentle, especially when we look at the planets that are involved in the Water Trine. And, you know, personally, I love water signs. All of my closest friends are water signs. 
um, most of which are cancers, which I, it's so weird that I keep running into so many cancers. Um, but there is a, well, of course, cancers provide nurturing energy, <laughs> but there is a, a, a very healing quality to being around cancers and being around water signs, period right? There is an emotional calm and support that you feel being around water signs. And it is, it's no different what's happening in the sky right now. And again, this is because the universe knows that you're going through a really tough time right now. Um, that a lot of us are going through, going the fuck through it, right? And so that support and that love and that nurturing care and that, you know, emotional support is extremely needed by so many people right now. And it's there. And if you look and you turn around, you will probably see uh, now more than ever that there are so many people um, who are willing to love and care um, to kind of help you through this. Or maybe in times before you didn't feel like there were so many people that you had access to to deal with this. And this is just a, de- a time where that's there. And if you can't find it in other people, you can kind of be able to step back and know that that overall sense of, of love and care can be felt universally um, and all around us. And if you don't feel that, I encourage you um, reach out to a friend or honestly go outside and go for a really nice walk in a place that's green walk around water right surround surround and engulf yourself in mother earth and the feminine and it will be so healing and it will be so helpful um as you're trying to kind of work through this one thing that's really important to know is that eclipse energy lasts months um sometimes um depending on how quickly you move or how quickly things need to move right and it can also be years as well the effects of this eclipse can be felt for lots of people in many ways maybe lots of people have resolved whatever it is that happened a year ago um also in some cases uh you know reading on the the south node lots of things that are being brought up or being brought to people's attentions are are things that happened while Uranus was in Aquarius. Um, I believe that was in the early 2000s, so when many of us were children, as well as when Neptune was in Aquarius as well, right? So those two planets being kind of the big spiritual lesson bringers, right? And then in the next 20 years, I don't want to say 20 years, but that it may be 20 years. No. In the next decade or so, we will then. No, it's less than that. Yeah, um, I think Pluto enters Aquarius. I want to say 2025. Yeah, that's not a decade. I'm so sorry. That's not two decades. Um, And then Pluto will follow up after um, to kind of work through whatever is remaining there that needs to be healed and that's another thing think about that all of the cycles that planets go through to go through specific signs to teach you things to heal you and when those so when those larger planets get there when those outer planets get there you're very familiar with the energy of that sign and how to deal with it and how to work with it and it makes coping with and working with those larger lessons that much easier that's why you know every transit that comes I try to explain it in terms of the lesson that we're supposed to learn from that you get a chance you know every single year to work with the sun 
work through each sign and understand it in the way that it can relate to you the most, which is how it affects you on a soul level. So that when those, again, when things like, when planets like Jupiter come around, when hard hitters like Saturn and Uranus and Neptune and Pluto come around, you can master this shit, right? I have so much respect, and I'm kind of talking about myself right now, but I kind of have so much respect for everyone who has had to face an outer planet on their sun because it is not easy because those lessons come and they will fuck with you in ways that it is so hard to understand and deal with. Um, I say this as someone who just had Uranus in, um, experienced Uranus in Aries for the last seven years. And it was so hard. If you go on Twitter or any, you know, lipstick alley astrology section and look at people talk about how this transit made them feel how it made Aries feel it is so defeating because you're faced with so much truth and so much change and lots of times so much let down so that the you can be kind of in a way get your astrological spiritual you know ninja training um and again it's not easy at all um, Pisces went through it. Taurus is going through it right now. I'm watching my my father and my brother experience this transit. They don't really believe in astrology, but like <laughs> talking to my mom, she's like, yo, like your dad is going through it right now. Like his life is so erratic and so crazy. And I'm like, girl, it's Uranus on his son. That's why. Um, but again, kind of going back to the point. Um, so, you know, lots of things um, from the past, lots of things dealing with, um, you know, those those two trances that I just mentioned of, of Uranus through Aquarius and Neptune through Aquarius are also reemerging for people right now to kind of deal with, to move to this next chapter and this next step. Um, and then again, in a couple of years, Pluto will come through and ask you, is you ready to heal that shit? Right. So, um, I think that's all I'm going to say about that. I hope it was helpful. Uh, it definitely went into a lot more detail than my <laughs> IG story um, snippets that I had. Understandably so. There's so much more to say. I've been talking about this for almost 40 minutes. I'm going to do a newsletter so that I can do an analysis of the degrees and do a kind of summary of the astrology. And I also wanted to share... Um, you know, new moon is a great time to set intentions. The best way to set intentions to me is through using music um, to program your subconscious mind to create a specific reality for you. And so I had a song and lyrics that I wanted to share with people that can kind of be repeated and said as a mantra um, in order to kind of take that, you know, internalize this right you know lots of people are like oh I'm gonna use you know you know you can you can use the new moon to nurture to not nurture my bad uh manifest you know those cancer like traits of nurturing or a a better relationship with your mother all of those things but whatever again I will use this analogy or this over and over again is you know really use it to give birth to that thing this energy is so potent and it's so crazy you have a couple of days um to uh 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 you have a couple of days to do your new moon intentions i haven't written intentions in so long and honestly to a certain extent that's kind of dangerous i don't want to say dangerous um but I, i will say this 
you're always manifesting something. Always. And if you look around you right now, you can see exactly what you manifest. And I hope you like it. (laughs) And if you don't, it's a sign that you should be a lot more intentional, right? Intentions, intentional about what you want to create um, around you, right? So that's why it's important to write intentions or when it's time to set intentions, being careful about your or very aware and and this is a little harder, which is why it's easier to just write down intentions, but be very mindful of the words that you're speaking right now, um, the thoughts that you have, uh, the what you're listening to music wise because right now you're programming yourself with this new moon energy with this eclipse energy to kind of usher this in right and so as you're going through a really stressful time it's easy to manifest things that you you know because of the, the transits it's easy to manifest things that you don't like um, or that are very scary or things for, out of fear um, remember fear always manifests so much faster than like the good shit. That's, that's really scary, but, but it's true. Um, so be very aware of that right now at, at the, at, and again, at the minimum writing intentions. So what you do when you're writing intentions, this is a little kind of tidbit about, uh, manifestation. If, if you're not too familiar, literally get you a notebook, um, and you can literally just write out a list of things that you want um and when you're doing that you make sure that you use powerful language so no i try i try i will try i will you know no i tries i have i will i this da 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 write things as if you already have it right i have a relation a healthy relationship with with my mother right and to be even more specific really defining and writing what that means that you have a healthy relationship with your mother um you can even this is just an example right there's many different things that you could put um and then you know adding that detail speaking it out loud um each you know thing that you write as an intention speaking that thing out loud um visualizing it right so in your mind forming a picture of a very detailed picture of what that looks like um and what it feel and then another thing feeling it right so really in filling your yourself with the feeling of having that thing um and if you don't know what that feels like think about a time or an experience that you that gave you so much you know bliss and and euphoria and happiness and filled you with the highest vibration of love think about that what that feels like and use that um as you're setting and and reading these intentions aloud especially when you're reading them aloud right putting that feeling within you so that you can bring that thing to you mind you when you're trying to manifest things um it's a cycle i talked um when i had did the (laughs) the manifestation workshop i should probably do it again it was so fun um i i talked a bit about how you need to um 
Mm, I just lost my train of thought. Um, how you need to... Uh, Hmm. My mind, it was just going like stream of conscious for, for minutes and minutes and minutes. And now my mind is like, okay, girl, that's enough. Um, what was I saying? When you're, uh, you need to get the feeling and it must have not been that important if I forgot what it meant um, or what I was trying to say. Um, either way, um, if you do have any kind of more uh, questions about anything, you can feel free to contact me. Again, I encourage you to follow me on YouTube, <laughs> not YouTube, maybe one day, um, on Instagram and uh, Twitter, you woman you. I will be dropping the newsletter. It will probably show up on my Twitter feed. It most definitely will show up on my Twitter feed so that you can read it yourself. It should be very exciting. Again, all of those kind of tips on manifestation um, or that the song to help manifest will will be there um, or to set intentions. Other than that, I will talk to you guys soon. So many uh, things in the works that I'm trying to work on. Um, not going to completely announce what those things are yet, but when they get there, here, it'll be so exciting and so cool. I'm very excited for this next chapter, all this new stuff, this new shit that's happening. This week has just been amazing, um, and it's been really exciting. Um to see how this eclipse and this new moon has played out for me in the last couple of weeks. It hasn't been easy, it's been stressful, it's been hard, but like the signs when I tell you. So like, as I was kind of thinking about what I wanted to talk about for for this segment, you know, I, um, (laughs) it's crazy because I, was going stopping by a laundromat to get um they have a machine in there that turns your money into quarters and so I was going in as I park I look up and the two cars in front of me um have license plates one of them says has the numbers 9911 and the other one has the numbers 1199 so anyone who kind of knows a little bit about astrology nine is the number of endings and one is the number of beginnings so I was like how many more signs do I need this week right um and so that's just about it again follow me you woman you twitter and ig thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys soon